Greetings, my fellow Americans. You're listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number nine, coming at you from Independence Day, Declaration of Independence Day, July 4th. Just got back from Mom's Big Old Barbecue. There was a lot of food. There was a lot of karaoke, a lot of drinks, a lot of family, a lot of friends, a lot of everyone. So shouts out to everyone. It was nice seeing everybody. Thanks for the early birthday wishes because in about 13 minutes, it's going to be my birthday. Can't believe that. It's nuts. Our entire family is all in July. I'm the 5th. My mother's is the 7th. My brother, my son's is the 17th. My brother's is the 28th. I mean, it's just nuts. We're all in July. It's crazy. So we just kind of hit it all at once. So it was a lot of good times, a lot of food, a lot of fun. Thanks to everyone. Hope everyone out there listening had a safe and sane, or at least partially sane, a little crazy is okay, July 4th. So Boy, we have so much to go over in this show. Before we do, just some thank yous to all of you that have been following on Instagram and Twitter, at Sunspots Comics. And thanks for all of you that have uh, recently jumped in and liked and followed me on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash sunspotscomics. Thank you for all everybody jumping in there, and it's moving fast. So that's pretty exciting that the social media aspect is really taking off, and it's because of you. So thank you, you, all of you. I appreciate that. And some people were asking me about what's the status of the business. I thought I'd quickly just mention, now that the social media aspect's out of the way, sunspotscomics.com has been the focus to get my products there, to get my prototype stuff from a friend of mine, to get all my comics and, and everything that I have, my gigantic inventory on the site, so that's coming. And then eventually the Frank and Sons booth, which I'm is in the city of Walnut. I've, I'm continually trying to get those people locked down to get me a booth and then eventually moving on into getting an actual store. So that's the that's the game plan and it's moving faster than I originally thought being that I only started this in May, but it's been a lifetime dream and it's just exciting. It's just a lot of fun just as this podcast is talking to all of you. So thank you all for supporting me and thank you all for being there and you know how you know who you are, all of you. So thank you very so very much from the deepest darkest, sweetest tastiest parts of my very soul thank you you know who you are oh and someone who i can't remember i talked to so many people at the big party today asked me if i plugged the youtube recording the videos that i posted for the sunspots so if you actually i'll i'll put it all on the social media here very soon a link to my personal youtube page which is really nothing on it uh, but there is a spotlighting part one and part two video about the sunspots. It was a documentary done by Justin Lin. Look him up, or you know who Justin Lin is, Fast and Furious and so many others, Star Trek, etc. Was a little piece he did on the sunspots to put out as a documentary. It just kind of got shelved because he did a movie uh, called Annapolis and some other things. And so it just kind of got left to the wayside. But who knows? Maybe one day, maybe someone will pick it up. Maybe I'll be working on that. Who knows? But yes, I'll plug that soon. There's uh, two videos about the sunspots on my YouTube page. So that'll be coming on all the social medias. And I wanted to quickly mention, I'm so excited, movie news, if you will, about Ant-Man coming up on July 17th, which is my son's birthday. Hey, son. I'm excited about this because the wife and I went to the California Adventure Park just recently and saw the Ant-Man 4D trailer in the Bugs Life Theater. And it was awesome. I was pr- pretty surprised. It's, it was a 3D trailer. Well, it was 4D because there was water sprayed in your face. There were bugs crawling along your back. There was things moving and happening in that theater, which is awesome. It just took the trailer to another level. It really broke some of the special effects scenes down. 
and I'm totally pumped. I couldn't be more excited. I love Paul Rudd. I think it's just going to be a sneak attack kind of movie. It's going to blow people's expectations away. It's it's looks like a whole lot of fun. Just the suit looks great. Just the metal and leathery, plasticky mix to it. it the, the helmet looks fantastic. It all just looks great. I just I just can't wait, and I'm excited. So thank you, California Adventure Park, for showing that sneak peek 4D trailer, and I'm completely in. So July 17th, cannot wait for Ant-Man. This week is another just completely jam-packed show. I've got a State of the Comic Book Union address since uh, it's July 4th. News of the Weird, couple of stories, five factoid feel-good freebies, couple of coming soons I wanted to discuss, and one short story dipping into the world of artificial intelligence. And then the top five. And let me tell you, these are a good bunch of top five folks. Get to places and buy them. They are all super duper winners. And after I talk about them, you're going to be excited and just want to go pay some money right at them. So do it. But of course, before we get the show started, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. So yeah, I do read comics. There's about 20 of them this week, 19 of them, I think. And then I break down five of them. I try not to give all of it up, all the goodies, but you know, spoiler alert. So be warned. There it is. It's out of the way. Okay, so segment number one of this week's show is going to be a State of the Comic Book Union address. It's three quick articles about how the world of comic books is doing. So the first one is from Paste Magazine, titled, Comic Book Sales Hit 20-Year High in 2014. So the number is $935 million. 835 of it is print comics, people. Paper. Yep, made from trees. I know that's weird. But that's that's true. And 100 mil is digital. Just gravy on top of the delicious tasting mashed potatoes of comic books. And that's just a 7% increase in growth since 2013. So it's on a fantastic rise and making money. I, I love to see that the majority of it was paper. Because those of you out there that know me know that I'm an old-timey guy that likes to actually have that pulpy paper product in my fingertips. So it's nice to see it's still on the rise. People are still going to the paper shops, getting the paper and comics digitally are on the rise, which is still good. That's an 11% increase up to 100 mil. But big money, big dollars, big time loving this art form of comic books, so it's here to stay. I think it's only going to get bigger and better as the years go by here. So the second article, two of three, is from NBC Sports. And the title is, Poll in San Diego has large majority picking comic books over the San Diego Chargers football team. This is according to the UT San Diego, this newspaper. They announced there has been a two-year extension of Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con out there, which brings in 195,000 people per year, and it's just this mega monster, insane comic book convention. And they took a poll, and at the time of this, which was July 3rd at 3.16 p.m., they had 1,500 votes, and 887 of them uh, voted against the Chargers, 58%. So they would rather have uh, comic books in the San Diego Comic-Con than the San Diego Chargers. Interesting article. Sorry, football, but comic books scored a touchdown on you there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Anyway. Article number three is from BleedingCool.com. 
this is insane. So this could be a game changer. The the title of this one from Bleeding Cool is Comixology to offer all you can eat subscription plans. So Comixology is the number one app that you can buy digital comics from. They are you have to buy them individually. Sometimes things go on sale for say 99 cents or they're actual just the same face price retail as a paper comic, which is why I don't buy a lot. But they're saying that they want to be like Netflix and offer a monthly all-you-can-eat service. Could be a game changer. I still think, though, that the intangibility of something digital is still a minus. You're going to pay the same price as you would for paper, but you can't even put them on your own thumb drive. You have to just view them on their app, which is just kind of renting it. And if the site goes away, you have nothing to show for it. So the intangibility still, I think, is a factor, but an all-you-can-eat service could be a, a game changer. I mean, $100 million a year is on the, for digital comics, and it's on the rise, right? It's an 11% increase. So who knows? Hopefully it could be a, a game changer, but uh, who knows? I'll um, wait and see on that one. Maybe in New York in November they might make the announcement for Comixology, so we'll see. And those are the three stories in the State of the Comic Book Union address. So hope you like those. Next up is two quick news of the weird stories. The first one is from comicbook.com. Grant Morrison reinvents Santa Claus in Boom Comics. Boom Studios is letting him run with a twisted story of Santa Claus, his origin, from where it's looking like an all-ages fantasy epic uh, they're going to twist it into a Viking lore, Siber- Siberian sh- twisted... I mean, the look of this guy is he's holding like a dead deer over his shoulder and blood's just running all over him. And he has like a crazy wolf with blood spattered on its face. And uh, Wolverine looks like, you know, Conan with uh, snow all over him and... Uh, this just looks interesting, I gotta say. I-, I wanted to laugh at it and think, yeah, this is a weird story, but from the art picture they've laid out, I'm kind of interested in this to see what Santa Claus would be like in the prequel of Mr. Claus. So, a little twist there, and I love the twists, I love the weird. Second article is also from comicbook.com. Bask in the glory of KFC's Comic-Con exclusive Colonel Sanders comic book? Let me tell you, uh, I love comic books. I love delicious fried chicken. Maybe those two things together will just make some serious awesomeness that'll just melt your face completely off. But why not? I mean, there's been weirder things with comic books. I mean, who knows? It could be fun. Could uh, show this uh, another side of Mr. Sanders that <laughs> we've maybe never seen before. It looks like it's going to be a one-shot titled The Colonel's Adventure Comics. And yes, uh, there's there's Colonel Sanders on a horse here with maybe a picture of him as a young man and young kid in the background. And uh, a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, folks. They've done weirder stuff, I gotta say. Maybe this would be something, it'll be so goofy and weird, you'll get a good chuckle out of it or two. So who knows? But uh, there's the two stories, the two comic book news of the weird that I I found that I like this week. Hope you like that. Hope they're finger-licking good for you. (laughs) Next up is my five factoid feel-good freebies. So just five quick little stories that made me feel good, that warmed my innards. And the first one comes from Bleeding Cool. 
and the title is Confederate Flags and Marriage Equality from Image Comics. It highlights Southern Bastards that the number 10 coming out soon has a variant uh, to Charleston shooting victims, and it shows that dog that from time to time shows up in Southern Bastards with the red bandana ripping apart the Confederate flag. And it says, Death to the flag, long live the South. Jason Aaron, Jason Latour, they're both, or one of the two is from the South. So interesting little take from them. It's like, hey, down with the, with the Confederate flag, but long live the South. So be proud. You don't, they don't, they're making the statement that they don't need that flag, but they're still proud Southerners. And then the Jupiter Circle title is about a closeted gay superhero in the late 50s, and they are making their stance with equality there. It shows how they, how closeted gay people had to live in the 50s, and this is their twist upon how would a gay closeted superhero deal with it in the 50s. So an interesting take there. That's the first article from Bleeding Cool. I thought that's kind of cool. They're going into some territory there that, you know, with everything that everyone's talking about today, and secondly, is uh, the, art, the, the article from Newser.com. And this one's kind of interesting. It says, artists in Pakistan use comic books, wall murals to combat Islamic extremism. So they've, they're doing a three-part comic book titled The Guardian. And there's a lot of pro-extremism propaganda out there um, in in Pakistan, and this is a way to send more positive messages to the youth in comic book form, showing them that that's not something they have to choose. They don't have to choose that life of extremism and joining these evil regimes of doing these horrible things, that they can choose to have a life of positiveness. They can even see this art form, this comic book art form, uh, in a positive light instead of all the negative propaganda that they see. So trying to reach out to the hearts and minds of young people with comic books. I thought that was fantastic. And there was more than one article on this particular topic. And the third one actually is from recordonline.com. And it's titled, Colonial Lanes to Host Comic Book Nights. So this talks about, uh, in the Times-Herald, in, it looks like, uh, there's an address, 78 Brookshire Avenue in Chester. They have a comic book night, or a bowling comic book night. I just wish we had this. It uh, is sponsored by a comic book shop called Main Street Comics in Middletown. And it's 15 bucks, and you get the, the lanes and the... The shoe rental, etc. They promote cosplayers, so if you're there, you'll get special uh, prizes awarded to you. There's, there's raffles, and there's giveaways, and there's comic book heroes dressed up there that are showing up. There's all just sort of fun things based on comics. Free a free comic book given out for every strike. Just fun stuff like that. We need more bowling alleys in California and Los Angeles specifically, doing these kind of fun comic book night bowling nights. Why not? That it would just be a lot of fun. So, shout out to Los Angeles. Let's get some of these cool comic book bowling nights going. I think they would be a blast. We need more of that. And the fifth and final factoid feel good freebie is from the Madison County Courier from madisoncourier.com titled Magic Legos Comic Books July Fun at the Hamilton Library. This is Hamilton, New York. And they're just doing all kinds of fun stuff for kids. There's theme days, there's cosplay days, there's free comic book days, there's summer reading programs, there's comic book movie night, there's indoor and outdoor, 
they're just having, it looks like all the way through the entire month of July into August, into August 13th, they're just having all fun kind of stuff related to comic books. So another library just doing it right. I, I just don't see that here in L.A., and I wish that we would get on top of that. But just a lot of fun for all ages, from movies to comic books to reading programs, showing all these little kids dressed up in cosplay and the dads and moms dressed up too. Just just a fun coming together of this this comic book uh, beautiful art form that we all love so much and just a cool get together so let's do more of that so there you go those are all the five factoid feel good freebies hope you enjoyed them they're always a lot of fun couple of coming soons i'm kind of jazzed about this one is marvel announcing they're going to be doing a space knight series there was one that i used to read when i was a kid and i had this crazy old action figure called rom look it up r-o-m and they've decided to go into the realm of ROM. And I'm excited about that. Space adventurers, just all kinds of alien galacticness happening. It looks like it's going to be not necessarily a ROM title, but very much in the homage of ROM and and in the realm of Guardians of the Galaxy. So galactic stories, I'm excited about that. I think it can be fun. Space adventures coming up. And the second coming soon I'm excited about is these formal this is from uh, an article from the cleveland.com website former Marvel comic book executives releasing comic books based on Night of the Living Dead so awesome that they're stepping into the Walking Dead realm they're going to be pricing them a little bit lower it looks like they're going to have their own publishing company called Double Take and there's going to be 10 series coming out from uh, from these guys doing their own self-publishing and all in the realm of comic books, 10 titles, that's nuts. So more to come on that, I'm sure I'll be discussing, but for, former Marvel executives branching out, doing their own zombie titles, 10 of them, and they're coming soon. They're going to price them lower. They said maybe 250 per issue, which is awesome. So excited about that. They show one title, and who knows if this is probably just in works, but called Z-Men, Nervous in the Service, and from Double Take Publishing House. And so... Interesting take there. Kind of excited about that. So those are my two stories of uh, things that are coming, a couple of things coming soon. Kind of cool. So let's take a quick look into the world of artificial intelligence. Just one article this week. This is actually from the DailyMail.com titled, Artificial Intelligence is a Very Real Threat and Robots Could Wipe Out Humanity by Accident, claims this expert. Dr. Stuart Armstrong made this statement. What's crazy is Dr. Stuart Armstrong works for the, it says it's based at the Future of Humanity Institute at Oxford University. So there is an actual Future of Humanity Institute at Oxford where they sit around and talk about artificial intelligence. So a couple of highlights he says here from Terminator to Transcendence, Hollywood sci-fi films have taught us not to trust robots. He talks a little bit about how the guy that made Tesla, Elon Musk, talks about it and various articles he's highlighted. And one thing that he points out that he believes is just a little different than other people that speculate on artificial intelligence is that he just believes that it's, it's they're going to wipe us out and destroy us, but it will be sort of an accident. And he talks a little bit about that just based on the AI controls in place. He just doesn't believe that there are enough safeguards. So he's big on pushing that and pushing it to Stephen Hawking's and people that he believes, like like Elon Musk, that are 
sort of the pioneers in the artificial intelligence world. So he's uh, sticking to his guns there. So do that, Dr. Stuart Armstrong, because we need more folks, I think, that are putting some safeguards on this so that the Terminators are not crushing our skulls in the very near future. So there you go. There's uh, the one article this week about artificial intelligence. Hmm. Oh, uh, we actually have a call uh, coming in. Uh, hi, this is Chris Latori at Sunspots Comics. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? Patsy from Whittier. Oh, hi, Patsy from Whittier. Uh, you're on the podcast issue number nine right now. Uh, how can I help you? I just called to wish you a happy birthday. Oh, yeah, it's my birthday. Nice. It's past midnight. Right on. Well, thank you yeah. very much, Patsy from Whittier. And uh, what's your favorite comic book? The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. Nice. Who's your favorite character? Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes. Good pick. That is, uh, you are correct. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, thank you. You're the first first live caller ever on the Sunspots Comics podcast. How's that feel? Cool. Fabulous. Exciting. <laughs> That's definitely how I feel. <laughs> Fabulous and exciting. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Is there anything else I can uh, anything else you'd like to discuss, caller? Wife? No, that's all. I just want you to have a happy birthday. I can't wait to see you later. Well, thanks. I'm looking forward to seeing you too. Once I get this podcast all done Hit the sack, and then you and I will be celebrating my birthday. Yeah! Going to the beach. I can't wait. Get some vitamin dizzle inside of us. Yay. <laughs> well, thanks for being the first live caller, honey. You're welcome. And I'll see you soon. All right. I'll see you. Have a good night. Bye, babe. <laughs> Bye, babe. Well, that was awesome. <laughs> Happy birthday to me, happy birthday to me, happy birthday to me, Chris Latore. Happy birthday to me. Anyway, let's get on to the favorite part of the show for me, which is the top five picks of the week for New Comic Book Day, July 1st, Wednesday, July 1st. And it was a giganormous 19 comics. Lots of good stuff, but... The top five stood right out. They were just awesome. I reread them. They spoke in ways that really, I, they resonated some deep emotions there, some layers. It was just all good. So let's just jump right into it. Number five is Star Wars Princess Leia 5 of 5. So it comes to an end, which is great. All good things come to an end. Sometimes you don't need comic books just continually going and going and going and going and going and they just lose that impact that the 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 real heavy flavor and it just the flavor gets thinner and and dulls out and just tastes bland after a while. So this is over and it was it's 5 of 5 and I think the cool part for me besides oh by the way, this is uh Mark Wade who can do no wrong of course. Terry Dodson on pencils, who's always been solid. His wife, Rachel, on the inks. Jordi Belair doing color. My gosh, Jordi Belair does everything. So this is the A-team right here doing this comic. And it starts off with this... Leia's been captured, and they try to stage this dis- distraction to, to bust her out of prison. 
and she's just trying to run around the galaxy, trying to save Alderanians, people from her planet that was just destroyed. And so it fits in nicely because this isn't something that's trying to add anything to her current, to, to mess with the legacy of Leia. And one thing I think the movies don't do very well is sort of show you why she's important. They just, she's just there. She's a princess and she's important. This shows that she's going around the galaxy trying to save people that were on her planet to maintain the, to, to keep the people alive, to keep their, their culture alive This the, from the planet of Alderaan. So it has a, it has a, a, you know, she's on this, this emotional romp trying to, f- to keep people alive that were on her planet from her adopted family. And the best part about it is that all the she looks like she's going down. The Imperials are attacking. They're on the run. And she has to say a speech, which I won't talk about, but it, it, she has to, to rally the troops. She has to try to get some people on this planet nearby that aren't really followers of her, even though they're Alderanians. And it's an inspiring speech. Mark Wade wrote... A, a truly touching speech that gets people rolling. And, and I just like that. It's not trying to reinvent her and make her some character. She's not, but it brings emphasis to why she's important in the star Wars galaxy because it was on missions like this. So that's the number five. Number four is outcast image comics issue. Number 10 written by Robert Kirkman, Mr. Walking dead dude in invincible. And the artist Paul Azaceti, Azaceta, sorry Paul, but that's a little crazy, Azaceta. Anyway, colorist Elizabeth Brightweiser. And it has a real dark look to the art here, of course. Lots of dark blues and grays. And this is kind of showing the bad guy who is this fedora-wearing guy that reminds me from, like, the bad guy in Poltergeist. That's who he reminds me of. And he's basically Satan, or a devil-like demon figure that's trying to put evil souls into the people of this town. And our main character is the guy that's doing the exorcisms and trying to save these people. But when he actually takes these spirits out of people, some of them go into like a catatonic state. And that's what happens to this young girl here. And so this deals with the fallout of that and how things just don't clean right up when he's dispatching these demons. And he's running around with this reverend, our main character, and they're just trying to do the best they can with this, but there's really no handbook on how they can fight demons in this town. And then we learn a little bit about the main character, which I thought was seriously important as to why he isn't with his wife and child. It's because the child was possessed, which they discussed early on, but this goes a little little bit more into it. And the wife was possessed, and when they all came to... It was mass hysteria. He was like choking his wife and he had punched his daughter in the face and he was doing whatever he could to get rid of these, exercise these demons. But of course that equates to lawsuits and court cases and, and restraining orders. But it's a real emotional romp here. And he, this artist does a great job of showing the, the complicated layer of this relationship between our main character and his ex-wife and child and it really hit me in an emotional level it, it 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 he wants to be with his family but he can't and it's complicated and messy because he had to exercise them and yet they don't remember when he was exercising them so really kind of deep and twisted and and then towards the end the bad guy comes a romping through so the next issue is going to be exciting. Can't wait for that. Number 11 sometime soon. 
And uh, number three for Marvel Comics, Groot, issue number two. The cover wowed me. It has just about all every Marvel character you can imagine just sort of in, lined up and this great art style. And this, most importantly to me, was just a fun space romp again. Groot and Rocket Raccoon are separated. Groot's trying to save Rocket, but he, right now he's in the middle of this sort of dream and where everyone, all the Avengers, everyone in the Marvel Universe is a Groot, is a tree. So that was just kind of fun seeing Groot, Lactus, and all everyone done in Groot style was cool. But then it's a wild dream and he gets hit by a space bus. So the space bus wakes him out of his dream. And then the hunt continues again for Rocket. But the most important part, I thought, of this, and won't go into the end, but was the origin of the meeting of uh, Groot and Rocket Raccoon. Shows them meet up in a prison. They don't like each other at first, and kind of what happens to make them best friends. So it's this just sort of best friend story, and how they treat each other is sweet and fun and... It's just the buddy-buddiness that you want to warm your heart a bit, and it's a friendship that I want to just read more of, because it's a strange friendship between a raccoon alien and a tree alien, and he, oh, they even show how all of a sudden he sort of just can understand, Rocket can understand Groot, which is a big mystery and all of stuff, but it, it doesn't completely answer it, but it gives you an idea of maybe why he can understand him. So that was the, uh, Number three. And number two, from Image Comics, We Stand on Guard. Number one. We stand on guard for thee, oh, Canada. Anyway, it's uh, BKV, Brian K. Vaughn, on the writing, which, you know, from Why the Last Man, Saga, to name a few. Steve Scross, which we haven't seen him in a while. He, I remember he did, like, the Matrix comics and this... Frankenstein comic a while back. So his art is ridiculous good. I wonder what he's been doing. He's probably been doing movies. But this just shows this this happy sort of Canadian family in the very near future, 2100, I think. And then the United States completely bombs them. So why they don't go over? It skips forward now 100 years, and USA and, and Canada are still in this war. And Canada has to, residents of Canada have to just hide out and live in the forest. And the United States has these mech monsters chasing after people to just eliminate Canadians. What is going on? But it's an introduction to a crazy world. What if Canada and America were in this nasty war? And the art style is clean and realistic. And it's Brian K. Vaughn, so you gotta hang in there. He's only gonna give you a taste. And he writes things to an ending, which is great. Doesn't drag them on longer than they need to. He uh, he writes in three acts. And so, BKV, I'm excited. We stand on guard. Number two. Almost made the number one. Again, it could have been like both of these. The number one pick could have been... Anyway, number one from IDW is Onyx. The writer Chris Rial, art and co-creator Gabriel Rodriguez. Gabriel Rodriguez is one of my favorite artists from Lock and Key, and to name a few others, like Nemo. This guy's got crazy mad skills. His the, the coloring, the look, the shading. This is like a sort of reminiscent of Aliens, you know, the part two, where it's a team of, uh, of just highly suited 
mech, you know, mercenaries that in this future, Earth is just overpopulated. It's, I'd say, a little bit more of a realistic take on how the future will be, which is we're just overpopulated and resources are minimal and a meteor hits the Earth with some crazy sort of spore that's going to wipe us out eventually. Shortly after that meteor hits the Earth, the Onyx lands, and it's an awesome-looking space sort of mech suit, silver-black, and this mercenary unit goes to investigate, and then the Earth starts making these crazy mutations from our birds and animals and wildlife because of that spore, and they start attacking this mercenary unit. And with the help of the Onyx, which is like this cool flying suit with like these sort of Tron disc blades that that the Onyx throws, which only kill the infected, uh, you know, the, the figures that have changed. And cool tech, and it's just very space age, very sci-fi. And the suit looks great. Gabe's art is just... The way he does timing and action and movement, it just has this flow and it reads so quickly and easily. It was just action-packed and fun. He dips a little into the alien world as to where Onyx is from. And Onyx is an interesting character with some layers there. So not just someone there to kick butt, but this spore landed on Onyx's planet as well. And even the frogs are turning into these crazy mutations. But the lines, the detail, uh, some of the the gore is a little intense. And there's even a a psychic individual there that has premonitions and and gives them heads up and advice on where they should go because of this person's ability to see quickly into glances into the future. Just there's layers. There's, there's, it's just action. It's, it, uh, there's emotion in the eyes and the, and the looks of it has a boy, the colors and the look just has the blues and the greens and, and everything you sort of the look you want in a sci-fi, lots of panels too. just lots of crazy panels with detail. He really crams it in, not throwing any big splash splash pages down, but just, panel after panel after panel and all sort of strange angles and cuts that gives it just a neat flow and I'm all in on this I want more and I know when a, a comic is going to be a number one when I want to read the essay in the back when I want to look at all the special features this gives a breakdown of all the characters names this has an essay in the back about their what inspired them how they came up with the story what they were thinking of and I felt it was like aliens and Gabriel Rodriguez and Kyle um, Chris Ryle mentioned that they were definitely influenced by that and it it just looks good they even do um, Gabriel Rodriguez does art of the three people involved and draws them as to what they would look like and uh, pretty cool that he draws them as mercs so and then there's even like some sketch work in the back, some, you know, some other process. Uh, so I know when I, I'm interested in the back end of the, of the panel, want to read those essays, want to look at all those special features, that it's definitely something special. And I, I wanted to look it up online and, and dig more and see if what's coming out in the future. So definitely an awesome number one, definitely a great place to, I mean, to a good one to jump onto and, and add to your pull. So there's the uh, top uh, five picks of the week for New Comic Book Day, July 1st. So get all those. They're really good, especially Onyx. It was just so good. I can't can't emphasize how much of a fun read that was. So 
there they are, folks. There's that's that's it. That's gonna do it. That's the show. That's let's wrap it up from here. This was a fun one. Thanks for for hanging in there, and and hope you had a good July Fourth. And thanks for being there on uh, this special holiday birthday podcast. And hope you had fun. And hope you follow us at Sunspots Comics on Instagram, Twitter. Check out the new Facebook page. Should have done that a long time ago because Facebook is is cool the way it does for small businesses. Facebook.com slash Sunspots Comics. So check it out. And thank you very much for hanging in there and enjoy. I hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget. Bye bye, boys. Have fun storming the castle. Think it'll like? It would take a miracle. Bye bye.